What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got two questions, plus a Patreon-submitted character. Now, some of you may not know that Fred the Dog is inspired by my real-life dog named Fred. He's got a doggy sister named Ginger and a kitty brother named Otis. And we often get emails and messages asking why these pets aren't seen in What If World. Well, there was one super special episode, a story I told almost three years ago today, and it is the only story featuring both Ginger and Otis. Let's get to our questions right away. Okay, well, today we've got a question from Liam. My name is Liam. I love dogs, and I also love school. I'm eight years old, and my wonderful question is, what if Fairly and Fred, and Fred the dog climbed up Mount Everest? Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Ooh, Fred and Fairlease climbing Mount Everest? Okay, and you like school. Great. And I found another question regarding Fred the dog I'd like to add on. Hi, my name is Portia. I am 10 years old. I really like swimming and Fred the dog. My what-if question is what if Ginger and Otis got teleported to what-if world by Abacus T. Grumbler. I love your podcast. Thanks. Wow, Portia, that is a super cool question, and that really shows you were paying attention to past stories. Ginger and Otis, if you didn't know, are my other dog and cat. Now, there is one more thing I'm going to add in to this story, and that's a brand new character named Hungry Bungry. Hungry was invented by a patron named Peck, who is one of our biggest fans. He even filled out a little sheet with some questions trying to get some info about Hungry so I could incorporate him into our story. What is your character good at? Eating. Well, that makes sense. What is something your character struggles with? Forests. Ooh, interesting. Who in What If World knows your character? Fred the dog. That's why it's a perfect week to introduce him. List three adjectives to describe your character. For example, kind, messy, hungry, whatever. 
And Peck's three adjectives were messy, whatever, and hungry. This is awesome. I think Hungry Bungry is exactly what this story needed. All right, so let's find out what if Fairlise and Fred the dog climbed up Mount Everest and Ginger and Otis got teleported to What If World by Abacus P. Grumbler. Your story starts after a quick break. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. It was after school at the observatorium, but Abacus wasn't done for the day. He had an adult class on magical safety to teach, and the only three students to show were Fred, Fairlise, and Hungry Bungry. I thought everyone would want to learn about magical safety, said Fred the dog. Do not concern yourself, Fred, said Fairlise. It just means more learning for us. I know Fred the dog, said Hungry Bungry. He was a big lizard-like creature with four arms, two purple, two blue, a big yellow head with a long, toothy snout, and two giant red reptilian eyes. You'd think he'd be scary, but he was just so friendly. Wait a second. Hungry Bungry, did you just follow me to magical safety class? I followed you. But what about magical safety do you want to learn? I'm afraid of forests, but my breath weapon is water. And when I breathe water on them, they just grow bigger. Oh, that is a bit of a magical conundrum. Suddenly the room went dark, and they heard an echoing voice. He was the first wizard to wear a nightgown because he hadn't done laundry. But he called it a robe and now everyone's doing it. He's the first wizard to turn himself into everything you'd find in the supermarket accidentally. And now he's here to teach you about magical mistakes. Put your hands together for Abacus P. Grumbler! And the lights came back on. Sorry, I am clapping, but I, I just have the pause, so it doesn't sound like much. Yes, and I have very small fairy hands. I have four arms, but I forgot to clap. Wonderful. Mm, three students. That's a new record! <laughs> I've never had anyone show up to this class before.
Our first lesson is about our most common mistakes, the ones we can barely see. And Abacus lifted up his hand. He seemed to be holding something, but it was really hard to focus on. What is that? Look closely. Fred, Fairlease, and Hungry Bungry squinted their eyes. Oh, it's so complicated. I see a cat video. Looking at it gives me a headache. That's because it is the oop stone. And Abacus put the weird half-visible stone upon a pedestal. It is tiring for us to look upon our own mistakes and difficult to see them, which is why the oop stone is a swirling vortex of all the mistakes we barely see. Professor Grumbler? Yes, apparently you've raised your hand. Is the oop stone responsible for our mistakes? Some people say it spreads mistakes, and some that it just records them. Study it too closely, and you'll know your mistakes, but never fix them. So we should just ignore it altogether? Heavens no! If the oopstone stands unseen, you could make the same mistakes over and over again. I'm hungry. Yes, Mr. Bungry, I know your first name. No, I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat the headache stone. Uh Uh-oh. Hungry Bungry, no. You know, that's what happened last time I brought out this stone. (laughs) I should learn from my mistake. And the oop stone was gone. Abacus and Fairalise drew their wands. Boy, you've got to cough up that stone. Hungry, be very careful. It's stuck in my throat. Okay, I will carefully remove it with magic. Just hold still. And Abacus stuck his wand in Hungry Bungary's mouth. Uh, I thought you said you'd remove it with magic. Well, it is a magic wand. But casting spells upon the oopstone is never a good idea. Oh, I guess. I, I tickling my throat. <laughs> and Hungry Bungary bit down on the wand. <laughs> In a swirl of purple and green, Hungry Bungry disappeared, leaving a little piebald red dog and a long-haired gray and white cat. Abacus, you've turned him into a dog and a cat. Maybe they've each got half an oop stone in their belly. Oh, hello, said the dog, going up to sniff Abacus. What are you doing? Get away from me. What am I doing here? Said the cat. Okay, Ginger Otis, I don't know how you got here, but you're not supposed to be in what if world. Okay, where's Mummy Daddy? I miss them, said Ginger the dog. I know that's why Mr. Eric never sent you to what if world, Ginger. Because you're too loyal. There are too many people here. I'm going to hide in your closet said Otis the cat. Otis, slow down. We need to get you off of What If World. You got a weak immune system. That's why you were indoor cat and you can't go to What If World. Hold it, Dash. I'm as strong as ever. Now where's your closet I wish to hide there? Fred, are you saying that these animals are from what is world? Yeah, they're my brother and sister. Ginger the loyal and Otis the aloofest. Don't you mean the most aloof? We don't have time for nomenclature. Besides, aloofest is better. We've got to find Hungry Bungry. Now that the oop stone is infused with my magic, there's no telling what it's capable of. I like you. You smell like hamburgers. Where's Mummy Daddy? I'm sorry, Ginger. You're not going to see them unless we can get back to what is world. We're all gonna need to work together to find Hungry Bungry. Where's all this? 
Oh, I don't know. He was just here a second ago. Oh, he just saw a loaf. We can't worry about that now. Fred, Ginger, can you smell Hungry Bungry's chair and help us track him? Oh, that's a really good idea, but I old dog and I think maybe I'm still a zombie, so my sense of smell is... Oh, I know exactly where he is. He smells just like a sort of lizard, except with four arms and, and a yellow head. Quit showing off, Ginger. Which way to Hungry Bungry? And Ginger took off out of the classroom. And as soon as she darted out, Otis appeared out of nowhere and fled into the hallway in the other direction. No, there are too many germs around. You are indoor cat. Freedom, at last. I'm going to find a bird to give to Karen and Eric. We've got to stay focused on finding Hungry Bungry. Fred, Therilise, and Abacus kept following Ginger out of the school to find her laying on the ground in the sun. Oh, I miss Mummy Daddy. How many forevers until I see them again? We're talking dogs measure time in minutes and hours. And I reckon we have no more than 12 minutes until the oopstone destroys what if world. And how many forevers are in a minute. Ginger, I need you to focus. Remember we were looking for Hungry Bunkry? And without a word, that red-spotted dog took off again. Therilise flew to catch up, and Fred started to run. Abacus, why aren't you coming? I can't. Without my magic, I just can't keep up. I guess old dogs are tougher than old wizards. Just remember, the oopstone could be twisting all of magic, so don't risk using it. So Fred left the old wizard behind and caught up to Ginger and Fairlise as they were sniffing the base of a mountain. But this wasn't any ordinary mountain. Ginger was sniffing all around the base, her tail straight up, and Fairlise looked up. It's all trash. Oh, you never smelled this before? This is Mount Whateverwist. It's pretty messy and whatever, but there's no forest, so Hungry Bungry likes to live here. How could I have never seen this mountain of garbage in the middle of What If World? Ginger stopped rolling around in the trash for a minute and padded over to Fairlise. I've noticed Mommy and Daddy are really bad at seeing trash, too. They leave all this delicious trash in a barrel, and then they feed it to an evil monster every week. Oh yeah, I know what that is. That's called a garbage truck evil monster. You're right. We just don't see where the trash goes, do we? It's probably just the oopstone, making you see no mistakes. Well, I can't use magic to get us to the top, so I guess we'll just have to go the hard way. This is a good long walk. I like not being on a leash. And Ginger started wandering around the mountain. No, Ginger, listen. You don't have a leash, but you still got to stay with me. What if world can be a dangerous place? Oh, fine, but I'm going first because I'm bigger than you. You're not that much bigger. You're just faster and stronger. And Ginger took off up the mountain. Plastic straws and cotton swabs, rubber hoses and old batteries, and dirty wrappers of every shape and size, scattered in a cloud behind her. Oh, is she always this impulsive? I guess you never had a little sister, huh, Fairlise? And the two sped after Ginger, dodging trash as the lead dog kicked it up. Meanwhile, Hungry Bungry sat at the top of Mount Whateverest, still trying to choke down the oopstone. 
He sprayed a river of water, trying to dislodge the stone, but it just squirted out around it and headed down the mountain. Oh, man! Fortunately, some of the water helped him finally swallow it. Another puff of purple and green, and there was Otis. Hi, who are you? I'm Otis the Aloofist. I like a loaf of bread. No, aloof. As in, I'm going to hide from you because you're big and I don't feel like talking to you. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna squirt water to soften up the trash and then go back to eating it. You squirt water? <laughs> Get me out of here! And as the stream of water shot out of Hungry Bungry's mouth, Otis fled down the mountainside. Oh, look a river, I love swimming. A flood of water streamed down the side of Mount Whateverest, rushing towards Ginger, Fred, and Farrelise. No, Ginger, please don't go swimming. Oh, you sound just like Mommy Daddy. They never let me swim. <laughs> and Ginger dove into the approaching water and started to get swept away. Oh, Ginger, why don't you listen to me? Fairylise, use your magic to... I can't use my magic, Fred. Oh, jeez. And Fred stretched out his tongue as far as it would go. Grab onto my tongue, Ginger. Oh, no, thank you. But Fred caught her just by the tip of her tail and started pulling her back in. This is so uncomfortable. Hurry, Fred. There's more water coming. Another stream of water started rushing towards them and running just ahead of it, a little gray and white blur. Otis? No matter where Otis zigged or zagged, the stream seemed to move in his direction. Fairylise flew towards Otis to try to catch him, just as Otis leapt, crashing into the fairy. Oh dear. They plummeted like a furry winged rocket right towards the river, landing right on top of Ginger in a splash of water and garbage. <laughs> Otis scrambled away from the water as fast as he could, but the only thing to hold on to was Fred's tongue. And Fred's tongue curled up in sudden pain, wrapping up Ginger and Fairlies and Otis and tumbling them just out of reach of that river of trash. I meant to do that, said Otis, somehow already back on his feet, without seeming to have a drop of water on him. How did he do that? asked Fairylise. I guess you never had a cat before, either. Fred, you saved me even though I didn't listen to you. Of course I did, Ginger. I'm your big brother. <laughs> Coughed Otis. Oh no, my little brother's getting sick. Nonsense! I'm as strong as a... <laughs> Here, let me fly you the rest of the way. Never! My pride will not suffer it. Oh, you smell nice. Well, just this once, but never again. Okay, brave kitten. Finally, they reached the summit of Mount Whateverest and saw Hungry Bungry chowing down on some trash. Hungry Bungry, you gotta stop eating trash for a minute and cough up the oop stone. I can't cough it up. My job is to get rid of What If World's trash. Just then, a black hole seemed to open above the peak of the mountain, and even though they were high above the clouds, it started to rain. Trash. Oh, so many new smells. Now these people know what to do with their trash. And Ginger started sniffing around. Hungry, one person can't take care of all 
of this, but you can help us fix another mistake by coughing up the oop stone. Mistake? What do you mean? Every day I eat one pile of trash, and every day ten thousand piles get rained on top of Mount Whateverest, thus fixing What If World's trash problem. Hungry Bungry, I want you to understand this, but I need you to trust us. You got to spit out that stone. The steady rain of trash continued as Ginger piped in. He's usually right about this stuff, even though I don't listen to him. And he was right that I shouldn't spend too much time here. Hungry Bungry looked up, and an old bag of rotted lettuce fell on his face. <laughs> oh, what is the matter with me? I can't take care of all this by myself. <laughs> and the oop stone popped right out of his mouth and started rolling down Mount Whateverest. And as it did, Ginger and Otis started to ever so slowly fade away. Lovely place. I'd like to visit again. Maybe with some sort of magic immune boost. Will Mummy Daddy be home when I get back? I happen to know Daddy's home right now, and he can't wait to see you. And Fred's brother and sister were gone. Why did you fade away, Fred? Cause I think we got some work to do here, Hungry Bungry. And Fairlies looked down at the mountain of trash, while still more reigned above them. And as the three of them stood in silence, wondering what in the if world they could do, the oops stone finally rolled to the bottom of the mountain, where Abacus P. Grumbler picked it up. You think they learned anything this time, oopsie? Oh, you're covered in trash slime. This is, I should have put a glove on. The end. I really hope you came out of Hungry Bungry's mouth. Well, Liam and Portia, I hope you liked your story. And Beck, I hope you liked your new character. He was just what I needed to tie everything together. Folks at home, this was the first story that Patreon members got early. It's also higher quality audio without ads ever. And once you're a member, our Patreon site gives you the RSS feed so you can just plug it in wherever you listen to podcasts. If that all sounds like gobbledygook to you, I post a how-to on the Patreon site every now now and then as a reminder. I'd like to thank all my new Patreon members. Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my co-editor and producer, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that good rules are made by people who understand our mistakes and just want to keep us from repeating them. Is there a rule you just don't quite understand? Talk to some grown-ups about it. Talk to some other kids. Do some detective work and tell us what you find out. And until we meet again, keep wondering. What if world, this is world.